Hello, hello. Hello. I was just going to stay silent the whole time and just see what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you're just going to go into like a, a showdown yeah. with me right out of the gate. Yeah. I was ready. Yeah, I was, I was breaking ready. the silence first. You were already like talking hot shit. You were like, he's not going to say anything. <laughs> we're going to go on for minutes. I'm hours even. And then I just give up after the eight second mark according to my recording. <laughs> yeah. We're here. That's another one. We're doing the thing. It's the Player Power Podcast, episode... What's today's number of the day? Twelve. Baker's dozen. Yeah, you know something crazy. Dozen. You know something crazy though. We've already passed the one year mark of doing this show. That is crazy. Isn't that it, nuts? That is actually really nuts when you really think about it. It's been it's been a it's been an interesting year. Did not think this is how it would pan out. Uh, <laughs> year year wise, when we started. No, so definitely not. Pretty funny. Wasn't even a meme at that point because there was that weird pre two weeks when it was a meme, and yeah. and and then it became a thing, and now yeah, we're and then it was a big thing. It just kind of sucks because, like, now I'm I'm just generally like physically not feeling the best right now. But now I'm getting in my head, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> overthinking God. every I'm... symptom. It's okay. It's okay. You yeah. are fine. I can feel it in my bones. Let's it hope all be good. All will be good. All will be good. You know what else happened though? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I bought a house. Ryan's a big old homeowner yeah, now. Yeah, I'm a good old homeowner. So big, uh, I just keep hitting these life marks, these like yeah. goals off 2020. So that's really good. But yeah, just uh, bought a house. Oh, uh, actually, as we speak, uh, refinished the floors. They sanded today. So Hell yeah. And I like peeped inside and it already looks like a lot. Like the floors look awesome. Yeah, I like it a lot. It apparently makes rooms bigger. But yeah, that's been, uh, yeah. that's been my life and it's been, uh, a little hectic, but now that most of it's over, it's it's pretty nice, and I'm super excited to actually be in it and have like my own like stream like podcasty room where I can kind of set everything up. It's gonna be pretty sweet. I'm super Hell looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, boys. But also, actually, a bit uh, update time too for um for our next going into segment. Let's actually we should maybe before we go into it, we should talk about what this episode is. I don't think we said that yet. Actually, officially <laughs> we probably should. Probably so- should. Yeah. So, as some of you may know, some of you big gamer fans, um, the Game Awards 2020 is happening, I think it's like December 10th or 11th or 12th or something. So, what we're going to be doing here today is Ryan and I are going to be going through and we're going to be making predictions to see who's going to win which categories. Now, little disclaimer, we are going to be skipping over some of them. We're going to be skipping over some of the esports ones and like the content creator one just because Either just because we don't really have a lot to say about them or 
whatever. But those are the ones where like they just do it in like a like an offhand like oh and also winner of best esports whatever is this yeah yeah, yeah they just like quickly bubble it like yeah. it's like the commercial <laughs> of the awards it's kind of it's they rough. say it right before a commercial break <laughs> yeah yeah exactly as the camera's fading away and it's like the audience clapping they just like quickly drop it in yeah yeah so we're gonna be doing that but first we can do the homework game. Updates. Yes, we can. The uh, the homework game update. And uh, as you all know, uh, as you've been listening, we uh, assigned each other a game to play in between podcast episodes and then kind of write, you know, give our reviews on and updates on how we've been playing. Uh, and I actually, technically now, I have officially beaten Hollow Knight, but I'm not done with the game yet. Woo! But, but yes, woo, I am. I have beaten Hollow Knight, which is good to say. Mm-hmm. Um so it was a it was a good update for me. I uh, kind of like rolled up my sleeves and just started doing random stuff in the game again. And I was trying. I still been trying very hard not to use the wiki pretty much at all. I used it a tiny bit for one thing, mostly because I didn't realize that I already killed one of the warrior dreams. So I thought I had yeah. to do something to unlock the certain warrior dream. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I was like, just like I was trying forever, and it just kept saying go to the area. But then I was like, I was like, I must have just killed it and just forgot. Yeah. Um. But I played this fun game of try to find any little tiny spot that did that was like a tunnel I didn't finish exploring at some point. And so I played that game for a while and uh, ended up finding the Queen's Garden, which I didn't no existed yeah you, it was the missed, last area i you missed, missed literally area. an entire section an entire section i missed well i, I bet the there's another game. one that you missed too did you i, I got the you, cart- i got the cartographer achievement so i don't think so but maybe it, well there's there um there i think it was part of a dlc have you been to like oh. where the bees live like the hive oh. no okay yeah interesting that's no. a new one you don't okay. have to do that it's just like a fun little extra area and like okay, an additional definitely. like boss battle and stuff, but it is pretty cool, and you get a a pretty useful charm out of it. So Ooh, interesting, yeah, yeah. Right now, so um, so after going through the Queen's Garden, uh, I was told by a nice a nice partner over here to uh, he just said, you know what, honestly, you should just go kill Black Egg. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it because I really wanted to do it, and I really wanted to see uh the, the end of the game, and so yeah. um, so I get to the regular the, uh, ending. The regular ending, correct? Yeah. So um, uh, I finish at eighty-one percent or eighty-three percent, I believe. But um, I get to the crossroads, get to the black egg. Uh, it's super eerie and creepy, which was really neat. And I was like, already like, I was like, already like zoned in because I like the Hollow Knight music instantly. Like I just like zoned straight into the game, which I I definitely appreciate. And the I got to fight the Hollow Knight, which was actually which Hell is a yeah. super super duper fun fight. I kind of cheesed it to be honest. Um, really. Yeah, I just kind of, I, I just kept down bouncing on him. Like, he, like, literally, mm-hmm. like, I just, like, destroyed him like that, actually. Like, yeah. I did so much damage. And I, like, honestly, like, when he first died, it took me, I think I died once because I was at, like, half HP when I fought him because I didn't think about yeah. killing. I don't know why. Um, So that wasn't smart. But I think it was, like, a second or third try and I killed him. It was pretty, like, but when I killed him, it was, like, pretty cheesy. Uh, yeah. but I, the music was really good. Um, the character, I like, I liked his design a lot, actually. Hell yeah. That was probably the thing I liked the most. So it's just it like the actual, so cool. like, he was a cool final boss to fight. Um, and then, uh, and then so that I saw the ending. And so, you know, the, this is spoiler alert in case if anyone else I was playing at a horribly slow rate like I was. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you defeat the Hollow Knight and the infection rushes into your character and, it glows underneath your mask, and then the black egg closes, and it's sealed. And you are now the knight holding in the infection from 
the rest of the world. Yes, yes, indeed. Which is a super. I like. It's a cool. It's a cool ending. You know, I actually, yeah. I actually like that a lot. It has. It's very. I know. I'm sure they did it on purpose. It's very Dark Soulsy. It's like a Dark Soulsian vibe. That's kind of um, like the. It's just like the end of the road for this character. Like really, really yeah. quickly. And like, mm-hmm. it's not like you know, not that it ever alluded to being like a happy ending kind of thing. But like, it's yeah, just you know, like game... like the ending. Ending's very abrupt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the game is so somber, and there's so many like dark themes that I really like. And there's, I, a, after this, I, I'm basically having Ryan do a few more things so that he can get, get a little bit more juicy lore and then unlock the true ending. And I really love what they do with the true ending. Yeah, the, uh, I'll have to, uh, it, so my, my only guess is that it, you have, it, obviously something with the infection, like, it must be like some way of like maybe purifying all of the infection or like, yeah, or maybe you like, I don't even know. Maybe it's like a Final Fantasy X thing. You like fight inside. I don't even know. I can't even think of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but I, it must be something with the infection. So I'm really curious. But yeah, so right now, all I need to do is I really need to find Dream Essence. That's probably the biggest thing. And then you told me I need yep. to talk to some specific person in the Queen's Garden. In the Queen's Garden, yeah. In the Queen's Garden. Um, so that is pretty much what I have left to do, which I'll be working on. Uh, yeah, once you so once days. you just finish exploring the rest of the Queen's Gardens, and once you do that, you will have talked to the person because it's kind of like a yeah, it's like obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you'll know, you'll know. And I'm pretty sure there's a there's a boss fight that you have to do to even get there. So, gotcha. Oh, cool. Be, that's always fun. I, I love a, the the boss fights are everything in this game. It's yeah, so fun. Yeah, so fun. Hell yeah! But yeah, I've yeah, but overall, like, I definitely give the game a huge A plus. Like, is definitely been a really really fun game, and it's yeah. like one hundred percent. Like when I'm playing it, I just get like super immersed, which is like a really big thing for me. Especially nowadays, it's like hard to do that with games, and they just yeah. did it with just like the like the eeriness, like the echoing of his steps and like the rustling of the leaves. Hell yeah, it's, like, all the stuff. Everything. Is, like, it's so, so everything about that it's game. So is so entrancing. Good. It's awesome. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go like super deep dive eventually once we do like a full. Once we both finish our homework games, we'll probably do some sort of like review episode. Yeah, we should yeah do like a recap episode. Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, my game that Ryan assigned to me was Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm playing the War of the Lions version on iOS. Um, I basically just like, I think last update I had, I was still like towards the beginning of chapter four, which is the last chapter. And now I'm like halfway through chapter four. A bunch of crazy shit happened. Like I obviously spoilers for anyone who's playing this game or wants to play this game but this game's 30 years old (laughs) we had met up with delita and then two people we were looking for disappeared and because they were going to battle or something whatever we go find them and it's count orlando and duke goltana duke goltana locks count orlando up because he thinks that he's like a traitor and count orlando is like actually a, a normal dude so we get there. Delita assassinates Duke Goltana and then assassinates, intentionally assassinates the fake Count Orlando while we <laughs> rescue Count Orlando from prison and escape with him. Yeah, yeah. And like this was whole, this was all planned, which was really cool to see that like Delita was like in on it with us. Yeah, he, and he finally joined too, which yeah, is, yep. which is nice. So then meanwhile, like after that, you escape with Count Orlando, and Count Orlando's on your team, and he's an absolute fucking beast. Dude, he's so, he oh is God, so he's, overpowered. It's crazy. He is, he is ridiculously overpowered. There's like, there's kind of like, the game, it's depending on how you play it, gets kind of difficult 
like obviously it's a yeah. difficult game regardless but like once you hit orlando it's like it's kind of like all right this is a good cruise like you yeah. kind of cruise a little bit which is nice yep yeah so um i've been i've just been moving along and it's a bunch of plot stuff that's just unraveling really quick like right after that you find like someone from the from the order of the southern sky or something and you find out that they released this sort of like spore poison into the air with the intention of it going downwind and basically landing on all of the order of the northern sky which is like the the army that your brother is now currently well it was duke larg yeah it but was like, larg but, but your Zul- your yeah, brother Zulbeck, right? is like yeah yeah yep that's well that's what happens right after this is like there's a cutscene where like everyone's getting sick and dying because of the poison yep. um duke larg gets sick and your brother starts getting sick, and then your brother assassinates Duke Larg, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Oh my god, yeah, dude, dude, everyone just starts getting, yeah, just becomes everyone just freaking killing people for for yeah for, and then um, we we meet up with that asshole guy from back from way back from chapter one, that asshole like. Uh, oh, uh, the, the Argus. blonde guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Argus. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, he just comes, he comes back. Yep, yep. And yep. he's being a shit. And then, like, basically, where I left off, I had finished um, the most recent battle with. Uh, oh, what the heck are they called? Like the demon things. What are they called? The Lucavi, yeah. Lucavi, Lucavi. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Luca, yeah, the Lucavali or something yeah. like that. Lucavali, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a boss battle with them, and like I, I did it on my first try. It wasn't bad. Um, good, good. But yeah, so I'm there. I'm getting towards the end. I'm, I'm creeping my way there. I'm probably just gonna need a couple more, like maybe two or three more, like lengthy play sessions, and I'll probably get to the end. Chapter four reveals a lot of the plot. Like, as you're obviously discovering. Yeah. So, like, you'll, like, the, the first few chapters kind of, like, ramp you up for just, like, the style of the game. And then it's almost kind of, like, it's just a kind of, like, prep work where it's, like, all right, now you know how the game is, like, played. So now we're just going to give these kind of cool, like, challenge maps as it kind of yeah. goes along with the, the story, which is just cool. Which, like, I just, like, again, I just wanted to share the story with you to begin with. And, like, obviously the the, the gameplay, I, I like the strategy gameplay, which hopefully you're, you kind of, like, have at least had some sort of liking too. Um, yeah, I definitely do like it. And we'll do, we'll get into that even more once when we do the review episode. Yeah, we'll do definitely. we'll give our like full full disclosure opinions on them. But like yeah, I'm I'm definitely enjoying it. Okay, All so right. I think I think uh, it's uh, the meat and potatoes time, as we have always been saying. Yes. Uh, to dive right in to the 2020 nominees. And uh, so, yeah, so like Corey was saying before, we're going to kind of start, um, I guess, just not the most coveted c- categories, but we're going to kind of get them out of the way um, mm-hmm. on our and just kind of give our opinions on the games that, you know, we know or at least can give all as much of an opinion about anyways and kind of, you know, like why, what you think about it. There's a lot of repeats. Um, yeah. So yep. it'll be uh, easier to go through some than others. Um, so I'm looking kind of forward to it. So I think we wanted to start with um, best debut game. Debut game, yeah. So um, I only know one of these games in particular. So to start anyways, uh, for best debut game, which is uh, for the best debut game created by a new independent studio, it is one is called Carrion, uh, Mortal Shell, 
Raji, an ancient epic, Roki, and then Phasmophobia. Um, and I only know one of those, which is Phasmophobia, which has been mm-hmm. a, a really funny game to watch. I will not play it. I refuse outright. Is it? Refuse. It's a horror game, right? It is, and I have to watch it, but I've yeah. seen it a lot on my TV because uh, my roommate watch it and they like it a lot and some of the streamers i watch are really funny when they play it but it's a really cool game i like the concept a lot yeah it seems uh, horror games are always cool and that's that's the same i'm only familiar with two of these one of them is raji and the other one's phasmophobia and i think it could those because those are the only two that i know anything about those are the two that i'm leaning towards predicting um raji looked really cool i think it's like an adventure game set in like ancient india or something it looks it looks cool. Yeah. I like the picture already. Like already like the. It has a gorgeous art style. Cool. It does look really. I was yeah. just gonna say it looks really gorgeous. So, what do you think? Does Phasmophobia do anything to like set itself above so actually, other yeah, horror I, games? So, I was gonna say like it's this. It's cool. Phasmophobia has this uh like real audio feel where like if you're far away, you hear the you hear their voice really really far away. Mm-hmm. And like things will be muffled, and if you like want to talk, you'll have to, like talk through the walkie-talkie. And like, and if and your mic is linked to the game, so like when you're in a haunted area to talk to a ghost, you have to like say its name. You know what I mean? Like if you're playing, oh. like, like if you're Ghost Hunters from like early 2000s, that's spooky. Like, yeah, it's yeah, so like you have to like. Is say there a name. spirit in here? So, yeah, you have to be. You have to be like. You have to be like Elizabeth. What like like are you here? Can't like you know what I mean? Like you have to literally act like you're in Ghost Hunters from like. <laughs> Make you know, a fart noise if you're here. But like, so you pretty much you you have to kind of you like you level up and you like earn money, but you have to like buy equipment to make it easier to, to find the spirit. You have to identify what type of spirit it is, and to do that, you like run a bunch of different tests within haunted area. Obviously, that makes it very scary. And like when when a ghost tries to kill you, it's very scary. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's it, they did I like I think it's pretty cool. Like, but that independent audio thing I've been seeing in like a couple random games all of a sudden, like Minecraft is doing it now, where you like it's like all like distanced audio which i think it's just like a cool like more immersive type of thing so i thought yeah. that was interesting yeah that's a that's a really cool way more games should do that all right so, so what's what's your prediction what are you going with so i'm gonna go with i think phasmophobia definitely has the most twitch stream and like youtube content that i've seen like that yeah. if i had to guess because a lot of big people are playing it so that's probably my best guess just because people are, are probably in the same boat as us where they've not seen a lot of these yeah and they're just gonna like and they'll be like oh but i've seen like markiplier play phasmophobia so yep. i'm gonna click fair. on that it's very um, fair i think you yeah. swayed me i think you swayed me there i was gonna go with raji just because it looked like it was a really well-built game but you're probably right i feel like phasmophobia is definitely gonna get the um what's it called the community vote I feel like they'll definitely get like the the people that are signing on to the Game Awards website and voting, like the public vote. So I'll go yeah, with you definitely. on that one. I'm going to say think, Phasmophobia too. I think Phasmophobia is definitely my vote. I kind of I think I'm going to keep track of this. And, I am uh, too. I'm writing them down. Okay. Okay. Good. I was going to say we should uh, d- dish out points uh, once this is done. Yes. See who wins. Hell because yeah. I everything's a contest. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the can game. We can uh, do like whoever loses. We like we'll do something. We'll do oh, yeah, some some okay. sort of challenge thing. There has to be a that's... punishment for the loser. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I, this is kind of rough because we're like hand, handshaking on a blank check, but a to be determined challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. We're gonna skip content creator. So we'll do uh, best multiplayer. So this yeah. is for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. 
So for best multiplayer, the nominees are Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. So this is a very interesting category. This because is a super these, interesting one. These are multiple these are... games that I've played, multiple games that I've watched. I know you've played Valorant. <laughs> oh, I've played, yeah, I've played everything here uh, but Animal Crossing. Yeah. So, but yeah, I played a lot of Valorant. I played a, lot, I played a fair amount of Warzone. Um, played a little bit of Among Us. I've watched a lot of Among Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a decent bit of Fall Guys, too. I played a little bit. I played like two or three games. Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty fun game. So hear me out. Okay. Val, I know. Well, actually, I'm not sure. How big of a following does Valorant have in like the esports scene? I mean, it, it transferred over pretty bigly. It's got. Um, I mean, there's still like a lot of big people that play. I think it's like kind of gotten into its like spot. You know what I mean? Like obviously the mm-hmm. spotlight's off of it, so now it's just kind of there. But okay. I mean, like big people play it still. Like Shroud Ninja. I want to say. I think right now I actually have no idea what the top game is on Twitch, but I think Warzone is beating Valorant in terms of stream. Gotcha. Um, that, but if we're really going into that, I would honestly then like hands down, I think Among Us might win just because of the like. Ugh, you butt I, like, I was just gonna say. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think Among I think Among Us will probably win just due to the actual like hostile takeover that it's done on the internet. Yeah, is huge. crazy. It exploded. Huge. And what's what's it, crazy that I didn't even realize until recently. Among Us is from 2018. Yep, exactly. It was literally like an unheard of game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so that's they, and they they did announce recently that there's going to be an Among Us two coming out sometime in the future. I don't think they have like a any release window or anything like that. But the reason I was going to say Among Us is because out of all these games, you know, COD and Valorant they they have their own followings. They're obviously very big, especially in the esports community. Um, Animal Crossing was a phenomenal game, but the multiplayer is it's it's not really up to snuff with these other ones because I feel like that's not really the main purpose, or at least it's designed so that you can have your own completely solo experience with it. Yeah, I see what you're saying with that. I think it's to, that's like, more of like a community thing rather than like a multiplayer gaming experience. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, like the, I guess the, the co-op aspect of like being able to see all of your friends' islands. And yeah, stuff like it's that, just like, traveling and seeing what other people have done, and that's I, that's I cool. But I, I agree. And but also, um, it could be done better. I've seen like how long it takes to load into stuff. Like I personally haven't played, so I'm only seeing it from a sideline yeah. perspective. But like I've seen like how annoying it is sometimes with like how it works to join other people. So. Yeah, it's 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 a little some sometimes it can be a little clunky. And then Fall Guys, it's like that's that also I feel like was very big for a time, um, on streaming platforms and having like content creators playing it and stuff. Um, and it looks like a hell of a lot of fun, but what I feel like what Among Us has that most of these ones don't have is that it's, first of all, it's incredibly accessible to literally anyone. Second, a huge aspect of it is that they designed it so that you're supposed to actually talk with the people that you're playing with. It creates that. And that's where all the awesome memories and awesome content comes from is the discussions that you have with the people that you're playing with. And I yeah, feel like that's also, such a makes, really cool it makes, thing. It makes the replay value infinite. Yeah, which is exactly. Because every time you play with a different group of people, you always get a new friend that plays. Like, there's always a really fun yep. interaction that's going to come out of it. Yeah, like, there's always it, someone new that's like, "Oh, it's my it's my first time playing. I don't know how to play," and then they can use that to their advantage and like 
pretend it's, that they don't know how to be imposter and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was like, Fall Guys would have been it if maybe we were talking about the month of October. Uh, or like, Could have been. Or, yeah, or like a, probably a little bit earlier. But then like all of a sudden, like Among Us, like, well, that's even Among Us was going on, but it you just mentioned, like swept it. Yeah, you mentioned replay value. I feel like Fall Guys doesn't have a ton of it. Like, that's a, obviously that's so a game too. where like you the whole point is that like you you're playing a lot of these same levels and like you're just trying to get wins but i feel like that's the kind of game where like it's really really fun for a pretty short period of time and then after that you're you're just kind of out of it it's a grind yeah yeah i think uh the the grind mechanic of games has kind of died with like fortnite like not really being like the peak like attention for video games now i think a lot of people are kind of tired of the battle royale like like you just it's yeah. the same thing and you win and you're just like grinding the same yeah thing exactly and you're kind of you're like that's there's got to be kinda, a little more to going it. out i think that's kind of falling out of style a little bit all right so fall among us for both of us then yeah among us for both of us all right, let's I'm move on. hard voting among us so this will be a, a quicker one because I only have one that I'm just going hard on. But this will be yeah. best sports slash racing game uh, for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and, and racing games. Uh, we have Dirt Five, F1 2020, FIFA 21, um, NBA 2K 21, and then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, which is my instant vote. Oh my <laughs> god, they brought back the game, the game that everyone has like the same N64 memories of in their mm. head. No. I remember we were talking about it in the remakes and remasters episode. Did you ever hear anything about this? Was it any good? Yeah, a yeah. Lot of people like it. I'm pretty. Yeah, I think there's still a pretty decent following to it. All like right. they were saying, it just it feels like the old game, just like done up. Like they kind of like kept the same like ridiculousness that you could do in old Tony Hawk Pro Skaters. You know what I mean? Of like, yeah, like if you could just grind perfectly if you're good enough or you get your balance good enough and like do like funny things like that. And it just kind of it's just like you know I don't I think it's one of those things where I don't know how the online multiplayer is because there is that so that might That's give like a lot of people like playing it. But you know, to me, I'm sure once I played it once and I got that like that nostalgic vibe for a little bit that the it would kick off. Yep. That's cool. I uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I wasn't. I'm not sure. I was gonna go FIFA 21, but I feel like you might have also convinced me on Tony Hawk. So my the thing that I always just like complain about with anything like this is that like so literally the other four games are all the same game series. It's just what yes, newer. it's like a Toyota Camry. That's like, true, but that never. I don't. Care. I feel like that never stops people from consuming it like crazy. Like, people love FIFA. I don't know why. Everyone loves FIFA. So, like, I just, to me, like, I think something I like to look for is just, like, improvements on this type of game if you're going to keep doing a series. But, like, I just don't know what they would have changed personally. Yeah. I, 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 like, you know, like, like, what if they improved? They just made the people look more real or they changed, like, the, like, pretty much what it really is to me. I feel like it's just a patch notes change of the different players' stats. Yes. but that, also, like, the one that you predicted is literally a remake. You are not wrong, <laughs> but it's my childhood remake. Yes, that's true. And this is this is also the second one, NBA 2K21. I'm pretty sure the first 2K was, I don't even know, it was 2K probably. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, this is the NBA 2K negative <laughs> 5. Yeah, exactly. Like, all, right. all right, so well, I guess I'll, I'll, go, Tony um, I'll go Tony Hawk as well then. You convinced me. So those are, these are our predictions, by the way. 
So, so at some point we have to divert from each other's opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, we have best sim slash strategy. Best game focused on real time or turn based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. We have Crusader Kings 3, Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, which I, that's, that, (laughs) interesting. I'm so lost. And XCOM, XCOM Chimera Squad. And I know literally none of these, so I'm just gonna say Gears Tactics. Just cause uh, I, I, like, just cause it has the word gears in it. I am hardcore voting for Microsoft Flight Simulator, and let me tell you why. Because clearly, unless unless there's only six games in this category and it only be one thing, it clearly got voted in here, which means there's got to be something intense about flying a plane. I mean, it's got to um, be a really fucking great Microsoft... It has to be a really great flight simulator, and if that's the case, why is it being nominated for, for Best Sim Strategy Game of the Year instead of being used as like a training tool? I, because I feel like people are just missing flying so much that oh, they yeah. bought a flight simulator and they just sat in their chairs for six hours doing nothing. Guys, I flew uh, back in July. You're not missing out. It's it's the same. I, I'm I, I'm hardcore going. I'm going Microsoft. <laughs> All right, Microsoft flight simulator. Well, voting, voting that's that's fine. That's your prediction. My prediction is going to be Gears Tactics. A ridiculous choice. I knew it. <laughs> Foolish. <laughs> you can't even fly in that. <laughs> okay well uh moving right along because that was a riveting conversation of flight simulation yep. um we have a best family which will be a, i think a good category yeah uh, I like for the this. best game appropriate for family play irrespective of genre or platform uh we have animal crossing new horizons which we've talked about uh crash bandicoot 4 it's about time fall guys ultimate knockout mario kart live home circuit minecraft dungeons and then paper mario the origami king so I these uh Paper Mario the Origami King was a fantastic game. I don't think that's gonna win. Yeah, it's it's too it's too soloed out. Like everything else is definitely a lot more family. Yeah. Like, family means more than one person. More family play, you know friendly. I mean? Yeah. Mar- exactly. Mario Kart Live. I feel like that's a novel concept and it's insane. But I also feel like it probably didn't have. I don't know how well it sold, but my guess is that it probably didn't have the the biggest reach ever. Because it's pretty yeah. dang expensive. Because you gotta like get the game, and then like each like racer, like each cart is like I don't know. I think it's like sixty yeah. or seventy bucks or something. Maybe I'm wrong. How? On that, but yeah, no, no, you're right. It's I believe it is. But like, how like crude of Nintendo to assume we all have just nice big hardwood floors and like <laughs> yeah, right? things to play fucking <laughs> Mario Kart in my own house. That's funny. Like. I, like do you know how many people are just living in their own little room that like yeah. love Nintendo games? Like, That's you just, so I mean, funny. <laughs> Can't like, do this on my carpet, my my broken, yeah. ripped up carpet. Like, like, oh my god, my cat would destroy that <laughs> card, dude. That would be. Imagine that gimmick. You think the chain chop is scary on that one like Moo Moo Village car or like track? Like, imagine my cat just out of nowhere just sidewinding. Oh my god! And then uh, Fall Guys. That you know, Fall Guys is a great game, but for some reason, I don't really see it winning Best Family Game because I feel like that. I feel like that would be much more of a shoe in thing for Best Multiplayer as opposed to Best Family. I, I think so. I I agree. I think so as well. Um, I I, I see. The only thing I think though, because like now that I'm looking at a lot of these games, they're really the only one 
that really has like full like multiple players can play aside from Fall Guys is Minecraft Dungeons. And I guess Mario Kart, but you need you need to be super super. You should buy four. Like you know, well, like, I mean, just, Am- Animal I'm- Crossing people can play at the same time. But I mean, this isn't even that. I don't. I don't think that's what this category is about. Is what I mean. I think it's more yeah, yeah, about yeah. like best family gaming experience, where like anyone in the family can play it, and it's like a stand. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. It's I, like I a universal gaming say, experience, yeah. regardless of who you are. And for that reason, anyways, the, the, this whole thing was, has been a long-winded way of saying Animal Crossing New Horizons is 100% gonna win this. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I wanna vote for Crash because I love Crash Bandicoot. I haven't gotten it yet and I really wanna play it. See, but, that's um, another one where it's like, it's literally called It's About Time, as if this has been something that has been anticipated for forever. And it pretty much has because the last Crash game came out like forever ago. And this one came out, and I feel like I did not hear anything about it. Like, what yeah, happened? It, they 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 advertised like for a little bit, and then yeah, the second it came out, it did really kind of just like die. Like, I don't know if it performed poorly, but I just didn't hear anything about it. So I'm kind of surprised to see it here, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that. I mean, I could see this. Like, I can still see it as like a family game. Like, I guess like nowadays, too, yeah, like a lot of people yeah, that play sure. Crash, you know, like showing like their their like children game yeah and like you know they could enjoy the wackiness but like an adult could still easily play it because it's that old school platforming game so if yeah, you play very games true. you can appreciate that oh yeah it's a good point it definitely this is probably one of the one that ties generations together that's kind of yeah, also like definitely. we were talking about in our um remake and remaster episode yep. about how like you know now there's now there's people that are like our age and a little bit older that are introducing their kids to the new sequels to the games that they loved you know yeah exactly like like we're really this is this is like the second generation of gaming now you know what i mean like yeah. which is which is interesting there's like a, there is definitely a turning point for for how games are yeah but i think but yeah you're right i think this is a long-winded explanation to animal crossing new horizons is clearly i think yeah i think i still have to vote for it i like somewhere in the back of my head it's going to be minecraft dungeons because there's like minecraft is just way too big of a thing it's like an unknown goliath of, of terms of a community wait so, so is like, that your is that your prediction no i'm gonna go with animal crossing, going animal crossing? Okay. i just like feel like it's gonna be minecraft dungeons and i'm gonna like rue the day in a future podcast yeah I'm well like, I, th- I knew it i think the only that's i think that's the main one that it's gonna be up against yeah i think so too all right let's move on Let's, uh, yeah, move it right along. Um, we have the best fighting game, which I like the category, but I only like one game for fighting, so this will be hard anyways. Um, so I do know a little bit about some of these, um, but we have uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, um, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter V Champion Edition, uh, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, Under Night Birth, EXE, Late, CLR, <laughs> a lot. I, um, okay, um, super duper anime. <laughs> okay, name. whatever. Um, yeah, the anime name just totally added a bunch of like file extensions. Yeah, right. Um, onto their name to make it sound cooler. So that's cool. So what do you think about these? For well, first oh. I want to start. I I have no clue what the hell the first one and the last one are. So I would just like to oh, shoo them out of the conversation. Blue, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's totally fair. Okay. Um, uh, Grand Blue is like a decent anime fighter, um, for what I know. I've never played any of them, so again, I can't like give like specifics on like the fighting style and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. I mean, I played so like I played Mortal Kombat and I played Street Fighter before. Personally, uh, I will like always think Street Fighter is like the ultimate 
OG fighting game. So, like, personally, I'm voting for Street Fighter. I kind of don't like that it's still Street Fighter Five, and it's not, like, a new, new one. Like, Street, like you know what I mean? Yep. It's, like, the champion edition. Like, Street Fighter Five is pretty old. I, um, I remember when Street Fighter Five first came out, there was, like, pretty big backlash because people felt like it was super incomplete. Yeah, exactly and so now this is the champion edition like so this From game came I heard, out in 26 yeah yeah no, you're right this game came out in 2016 so like yeah, it, you know champion, yeah it was the champion edition now like clearly they've like done a bunch of things to like make it an actual game so like is it fair to like now say it's a good fighting game you like it's like a little yeah, well, I don't know. They're fair. they're bending their rules, like having games from years ago, and they. But like, I don't know. It's whatever. I I, I agree. You're right. Um, I mean, otherwise, like, I'm sure One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. I'm sure, like, the the big issue with it, like, usually most anime from TV show fighting games, not just like a generic anime style fighting game. Yeah. The big issue is like the story is incredibly short because it's just going to be the first season of One Punch Man where you fight Boros at the end and you can probably beat the story mode in like literally two hours of playing because it's just going to be like 12 different fights and that's it. So that's always the thing that I don't like because like you can literally like you buy this game full price and then beat it in three hours and then never pick it up again. Yeah, that's usually how those games work. At least from my experience, almost any type of anime fighting game. So okay. I'm definitely voting Street Fighter Five. I'm uh, I'm actually going Mortal Kombat 11 on that one. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Interesting. I don't speak wrong, but yeah, that's <laughs> I've I've heard you know I've heard a lot about it, and they've been doing the big, they've been doing the really big like, uh, you know, famous character additional fighters you know that 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 is a good point don't they have don't they i I saw a meme that was like mortal kombat 11 is like smash bros but if your dad got to pick the characters (laughs) that's amazing oh my god does it robocop there's robocop yeah there's like rambo there's like isn't like friggin terminator in there robocop so far i see the joker spawn terminator yep oh my god it literally is terminator that's so funny. No way. Johnny Cage. Yeah. That's so that, actually, that's actually pretty funny. I yeah. kind of like that. So that's, um, I, I think they're just going kind of crazy on that. So I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going Mortal Kombat yeah, 11. Yeah. Yeah. You can get Rambo. Oh, it's, I think it's a skin pack. No, it's actually characters. That's kind of yep. crazy. Yeah. All right. I'm still going for Street Fighter 5. So. All right. So that'll, that'll be a, d- a difference we have. All right. Let's move on. This one's best role playing game. For the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. And for this, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake, which we are going to see in many other categories. Many other categories. Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland... Is that two or three? Three. Three. And Yakuza Like a Dragon. So what do you think about this? Because I know you have opinions on Persona 5 Royal. Oh, most definitely. Um, well, uh, first off, I just want to say I kind of like. I mean, I would personally just boot Wasteland Three and Yakuza like a dragon into the wasteland. Yeah, like a dragon. I would too. Um, I, I think I did actually hear something, hear some good things about the Yakuza game, but I also oh, don't really? have okay. enough to. Yeah, I I don't know anything about it. I feel like I guess so. Reading the description of the game, it's almost like cheating to say because MMOs usually have like more customization to like. Because there's always there's so many items and different things, yeah. You know, into it. Um, I out of all of these, I obviously have like a huge, super de duper bias towards Persona Five Royal because that game was phenomenal, 
and I cannot say anything better about the game without going into like a horribly huge rant of how good it is. Um, so is that your but, like, is that your prediction? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I, I guess it just says with like rich player customization, like obviously like the story is like these the same like a lot of a lot of these games are all like anime based or like Japanese RPGs, so it's like the story of these characters. So there's not a lot of customization to it because the story is yeah, you know, like the characters are already set. So like I guess it depends on how it really is. I'm sure a lot of people are just voting for their favorite game in these things anyway. So like for sure, you know. Persona 5 definitely for me is huge. I really don't like the fact that they put in an MMO into this game, into this title, just because, like, MMOs, their big drive isn't always the story. It's kind of how you play the game. It's usually a little bit more immersive um, in terms of how the combat system might be. But, yeah. like, role-playing to me is about the story that you're role-playing. You know, you're putting yourself into the character and into whatever problem and issue that they have to overcome. Yeah. And so, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, obviously, huge super huge anticipated game and i'm going to say this a lot for the category i personally think this is hard to rank because it like spoil it's not a spoiler i don't have to give anything away because it's still a new game but you it's not all of final fantasy 7 you do not do oh no everything. isn't it like not, only not, the first it's, few it's, hours it's pretty much yeah it's like the first disc essentially yeah and like also like there's there is something really interesting about the game due to the ending and how the game it's, goes it's like different the, it's, it's right yeah, like the change yeah the changes they've made is different and it's an interesting way how they do it like it's a kind of it's like a weird it's weird but i like don't want to like quite say what it is yeah. um but like but because the game hasn't fully come out it's like hard for me to say like is this the best like this really is just a part one and like it's gonna be a really good game when all of it comes out i can't wait for everyone to know like the fleshed out story of like cloud and all these characters um yeah, but it's like hard to put it there, and so for me, Persona Five Royal is a full game. You will put hundreds of hours being submerged into these characters and the progression and the style of the the story. So, like to me, that is hands down role playing. Okay, I think I'm actually going to go Final Fantasy VII Remake on this one. I think this is going to be one of those ones where it just kind of ends up being the biggest game. I feel like this is going to be one where they're not really going to adhere very strictly to the description of the category. Yeah, I feel like they're just like going to Yeah, it's just, just going to be biggest the, the vision, best yeah. the biggest the best role-playing game and I feel like for that reason a lot of people are going to go Final Fantasy 7R. So that's my prediction. That's fair. That's very yeah. fair. All right. So next up, we have Best Action Adventure Game. For the Best Action Adventure Game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. We have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. These all seem like games that are pretty dang cool. I've heard really good yeah. things about all of these games, and I'm kind of I'm kind of torn to be honest. Me, I, I I agree. I think this this is definitely a big category. This is um I think there's a couple that I could probably kind of like teeter away from my vision. Um, personally, I'm kind of focusing in on. I think um, this is another one that we talked about a lot. Ghost of Tsushima. It was was like a. This kind of like on like it's kind of cool as the picture shows it. It's like it's like on the wind kind of game. Like it like to me personally, I heard about it a little while ago, like maybe three or four years ago, like a teaser. Yeah. Then it finally came out, and it was like beyond beautiful. Yeah, it was like crazy. Like the stunning movie quality they put into the game is like actually insane. If you haven't played it, it's really really phenomenal. It's a really cool like and like I always kind of put the category now like a Dark Souls kind of. Yeah. 
style game. You know, it really that's kind of what like led the series, and the the game has a, apparently just a insanely real and traditional feel to the samurai, and which is, like a lot of actually up like a lot of um there's a huge thing because Sucker Punch is a is a western or a yeah a western game company and they made this game this japanese you know feudal eastern japanese game which a lot of people supposedly like usually like frown upon like doing something like that like not like you know you'd want like a japanese company to make like a japanese type game like this and um, a lot of people in japan were like like actually put nodded their hats off it's a huge game in japan because they said of how real the traditions and how much research they put into making it feel you know like a japanese game company made, made the game it's very very authentic cool 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 all right, so Ryan, Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know. I think I think you could be right. I'm not feeling very strongly on this category either way. I wish that it. I my prediction I think is going to be Spider Man Miles Morales. I was going to say that that one's that one's definitely the contender. I feel like that yeah, one people that kind of got like pl- like plastered on the PS5. Oh already, yeah, so. people. Yeah, that's huge already. It's huge already. And it, and it was very highly anticipated. And they had that whole confusion up front about like what it actually was. And now that it's here, I feel like people are just really content with it and are just loving it. Um, yeah. So that's going to be my prediction. My wish is that it's Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I, I was going to say, I totally agree. Cause yeah. I know Ori is like a really good game and I love the artwork of Ori. A so lot. that's, that's, that's on my list for sure. I want to play. Because some of them are available on Switch, so I'm definitely going to pick those up sometime soon. Very nice. Uh, Alright, so uh, moving right along to the next category, we have Best Action uh, for the game, in the, for the best game in the action genre, focused primarily on combat. And uh, we have Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Um, and I personally have been playing a buttload of Hades so I'm already like instantly going to be like favoring Hades I've actually that game's kind of gotten me hooked because I'm like a secret closet Percy Jackson fan and the whole <laughs> Greek theme is literally pulls to my strings my heartstrings I like oh, instantly hooked it's this a very is, good game this is one that I remember hearing about and then I didn't hear anything about it in forever and now it's nominated for a bunch of categories and I'm like whoa it, it, it kind of became it's kind of like an Among Us story where like I think a lot of Twitch streamers all of a sudden uh, found okay. the game and like that's what kind of like because it, it's it's a so it's a nice it's a cool roguelike dungeon kind of game where yeah. you know every time you try to escape Hades it's a different a different you know pathway you take you know it's like the same like areas you traverse through but each room will be different the enemies you fight will spawn differently you get different rewards for clearing each room so your build will change every time you try to escape so that's like a cool thing you can kind of like make all these crazy different powered styles with the different weapons and stuff like that trying to get through all the bosses the bosses are very hard you know when you don't know what's going on so what is the combat like, like it's a it's like a if you played like Diablo or Path of Exile, it's kind of like top down style where yeah. you know it's like a hack and like a hack and slashy, but like top down. Okay. And so like you, what's cool with the combat is so every time you clear a room, you know, pretty much you start out at the bottom of Hades in um, in Tartarus, and 
you go through a chamber, some enemies spawn, once you kill them, you get a reward for clearing the chamber, and then you get like two or three exits showing the next chamber and the next chamber's reward. And so you kind of climb through each chamber after a certain amount, you fight a boss, you know, kind of like little checkpoints, and each, so pretty much each room you clear, you get an addition to your character's build. You know, you can, you pretty much get blessings from the different gods, so like you can get like a blessing from Zeus, and then your attack is charged with lightning, so every time you hit an enemy, like a little bolt of lightning will chain off of other enemies so you know you kind of like start modifying your attack and like it's cool because the gods work together so like if you get a couple zeus boons and then you get an athena boon and then you get like another zeus boon you can get one where they work together and it's a dual combined skill of lightning and like you know the goddess of wisdom so like it's like it's super cool well that's cool so i'm predicting doom eternal (laughs) yeah think so that's fair (laughs) no i i have heard some really really good well I think I just don't, I think it's just the fact that I haven't heard enough about it that I don't think it's going to be Hades, but I also might, I mean, it's here, and it's been nominated for multiple categories, so I could be totally wrong. Um, I'm going to go Doom Eternal, just because that was a hugely anticipated one. And that, that was a hugely anticipated one, and Doom is one of the, like, the, the, the power stone you know, like oh yeah, uh, one of the classic like, action. Old, yeah, one of the classic series. genres, like or builds of games. I can't, yeah. you know, what I'm starting to say like genres. Doom. All right, but okay, let's go. Moving along. This is a cool uh, category. I don't know anything about what any of these games did. So I mean, like I, I mean, I'm down to skip this. This is kind of like to me. This is a category. Like so, just so you guys, it's innovation and accessibility, which is recognizing software and/or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technologies, and content to help games you played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. So like, I just don't know what they've done. I know like yeah, usually they like. I like. I'm assuming it's probably something where you can like. There's like a bunch of different controller mods you can do where like you can play if you like. I've lost like a limb or some digits or something like that. I really actually don't know, but I just wouldn't yeah. know anything until like I think this category is a little little hard to vote on. Yeah, so I would just vote on Assassin's Creed because Assassin's Creed. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll we'll skip that one. But that is a really cool category. I like. That. I think so too. I like that I, I they like pay that they attention added, to that and that you know that game companies are striving to make gaming more accessible because that's something that's kind of been a pretty big downfall of video games. Yeah, sometimes I agree. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next, uh, moving right along, but the next one we have is going to be uh, Best Community Support, which is recognizing a game for its outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive uh, social media activity, game updates, and patches. Um, so this is a big, you know, kind of like how good the company is at really holding a good game, which I think is actually pretty important nowadays. Hell yeah. Um, so especially for, for games here- like, spe- especially because now video games, it's like if there's something wrong with a video game, it can be patched relatively quickly and you know consumers can let the company know just as quickly yeah very quickly actually uh too quickly sometimes but um so the the game the games are uh apex legends destiny 2 fall guys ultimate knockout uh fortnite no man's sky and valorant what do you think about this one because these are these Uh, are multiple you know fortnite and valorant that's your wheel so I've I've played I played Apex, I played a bunch of Apex played a bunch of Fortnite played a bunch of Valorant. Um, personally, I would 
I would throw Fortnite right out the window. Fortnite <laughs> is not that good. Like Fortnite yeah. literally stopped giving patch notes for a very long time to the community because community was complaining so much about the patch notes that they kind of yeah. became stubborn children and they literally just said, fine, we won't show you what changes anymore. So the community had to start making their own patch notes, which is it is I'm not sure I'm not sure if they've changed that, but it was an interesting time. So like I feel like I really would just kind of push them aside i feel like fortnite um, got too big for their britches where they really couldn't realistically like be that great of supporting the yeah, entire community because it, there's fair. so many fucking people but and at that at that point it's kind of like you can't be 100 percent transparent you kind of as it gets that big you kind of have to start you know holding your cards a little bit closer to your chest that 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 is fair I think it was, they've, uh, that's just one example, I should say, you know, there obviously have been, there's been a couple different things that I, there were like, kind of like milestones of like, epic, yeah. not being good for, for Fortnite community. But, um, I mean, otherwise, like, so, I mean, kind of funny enough, like another little, like, uh, funny story to this, like No Man's Sky, like I remember when No Man's Sky first came out, it was such a ripoff in <laughs> terms of, they, they literally, they, the way that they described no Man's Sky. I'm not sure if you like were attracted by the hype of No Man's Sky. I fell for it. Like I got so excited to buy this game because mm-hmm. they were like made it seem this like cool space exploring. You yeah, could literally they remember. made it sound like you could explore so many planets that it literally felt like you were exploring your own actual universe. Like, you know, they made it seem like each planet is this unique, different world, and you're literally gonna live like a Star Trek adventure. And then like all you all of a sudden it's just like the same four planets with like planet skins there's like an underwater planet with a water slug and this water fish and then there's like a weird desert planet with a desert slug and some weird thing that looks like a fish but in the (laughs) desert and you're like all right well that sucks but supposedly they made a huge comeback added a bunch of stuff like they promised that they did and the game actually apparently is really good now um i don't know how good it's continued to be but i know all of a sudden it became like it was bad and then now it's good yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how many points they should get for that. I agree. I think they. I listen. I'm still personally hurt. Okay, so yeah. I, I, I just wanted to call them out on that. Um, I would say, like, I think Valorant did a, is has done a really good job with their patch notes. Personally, again, like this is obviously based on what I know. Um, I think Valorant has definitely been a pretty good community because they they've had not a lot of issues with hacking and cheating. You know, they've updated pretty frequently. They've hidden stuff like in a decently like you know like it's not been like. It's not like they're like they've like had really good reveals, I should say, for their characters and the new stuff they've done. Um, I know like uh, Fall Guys has a huge issue with cheaters, for example, and, the, and like the they haven't really done much to try to patch like hacking in the game. Huh. So like I know like there's like a couple big things like that that I've heard. I've heard Destiny Two has always been kind of like a solid ghost in the background of like the spotlight of multiplayer games. Like it's just been pretty good still just always around and then apex legends actually has really good releases in my opinion a lot of their seasons they introduce new things and they keep it really fresh yeah and they do a really good job at um uh like a new thing they've done because they've had so many seasons that that now every three hours the map changes when you do random normals so like because they've had different maps so the map will kind of rotate and change so you like a lot of times like you'll play a totally different map all of a sudden and then you play for you know three hours and then it's a different map again yeah so there's a lot more kind of like spices up the battle royale a little bit better so actually me saying that i actually voted for apex legends i think i actually like it a lot all right you know splatoon does that 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. So Wait, I what, what he cast it. I was unaware of the uh, the cheating issue with Fall Guys. That being said, I'm still gonna go for Fall Guys. Um, one because from what I've seen, I do see them. I I didn't know about the issue with um, cheating. I feel like that is something that's yep. it. You know, I feel like inevitably it's gonna get addressed yep. at some point. Uh, but I do see them adding a lot of stuff like new rotations, new games, new little, you know, things here and there. But the main reason that I feel like it's going to be them is because part of this is inclusive of social media activity. And I feel like they have one of the best social media presences I've ever seen of a game company with a popular game out there. They are oh, really. Oh, actually, I haven't looked at much of their social media. They are hilarious. I follow them and I haven't played Fall Guys. <laughs> Ever. Oh, that's awesome. They're okay, so wow. funny, and I feel like they do such a good job of actually, like, bolstering, you know, bolstering the community around the game and making it so that people are, you know, building up interest in the game, building up interest in playing the game, building up interest in yeah. streaming the game, stuff like that. And they're actually, like, very active in, like, responding to people and stuff like that. So I feel like that's a that's a big factor for me. So that's why I'm... Yeah, that's, that's my that's prediction. A, that's a good... That's good information to back it up with actually i respect it i'm still going with apex legends but yeah. i respect it all right let's go let's move on next one is best mobile game for the best game playable on a mobile device you got among us you got call of duty mobile you got genshin impact legends of runaterra and pokemon cafe mix there's no pokemon no Pokemon Cafe Mix is not going to win this. I don't know why I didn't it's even know here. that existed. It's not. Yeah, it's I'm not. Gonna... It's just another thing that they just shoehorned in because they were like, "Hey, have some more Pokemon." I don't <laughs> buy it. Buy exactly. It. Buy it. Yeah, uh, definitely no on Pokemon. I agree. Um, I think this is an instant toss-up between Among Us and Genshin Impact. Same. Um, especially. I mean, honestly, I think. I get that Genshin Impact is on mobile, but almost every big streamer plays it on yeah. a computer because it's free on computer. So, like, it's kind of cheap, kind of cheating to say because, like, pardon me, um, get like Genshin Impact plays pretty well on your phone. Not gonna lie, but like any of the end game content and stuff, like fighting an actual raid boss and trying to move around, it you can't make a phone game feel comfortable to do like a raid boss of an MMO. Just trust me, yeah. like it it doesn't work, like. It, this one actually does a decent job at it, but like compared to the comfort and the fun of Among Us and getting anyone to play on a mobile phone, like I would instantly throw this to Among Us. So, you, all right, so you're going Among Us. I'm going Among Us as well. Yeah. I feel like just with you know with games like that, especially like games with Genshin Impact, where it where it performs relatively well, but it but the bulk of the performance is on an actual console. I feel like it's you can't really win best mobile game if people. If it's not notable for being a great mobile game, you know, if it happens to be a really good game that is also available on mobile, I feel like that's not really the same thing. That's like saying Fortnite is the best mobile game. Yeah, you know? exactly. And like also to like to just to defend the little bit of Among Us, because technically Among Us is the same thing we play it on PC. Yeah, the game yeah, is but... all about talking, so it's just more about the communication and like the fun of it, and like you can talk, you know, you can do like the chat and everything yeah. like that. Well, so but that's what really I mean well. is that like I f even though Among Us, it's you know I feel like there's a huge percentage of people that play Among Us that are playing on their phones because it's free. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the only thing. I mean, it's only five bucks on on Steam. Yeah, yeah, it kind of stinks that it. uh, No, I mean, but yeah, it is free on the phone, which is awesome. Same with Genshin Impact, but yeah, it's so it's free and it's super easy. Like, especially you know, if like you know, being in quarantine, being you know alone, it's a good fun thing to do with your friends, like on a voice channel, and you like kind of feel like you're just like you know sitting in a lunchroom again with your friends. Yep. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. So we have a best indie game. Sorry, it's my turn. Uh, which is going to be for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Uh, so, you know, again, best indie. Uh, yes, that's a very good description of an indie game. Um, we have in this title or category is going to be Carrion again, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer, which I like the picture of a lot um, mm. for Spiritfarer. But uh, obviously, I'm already instantly going for Hades. Hades did a great job. Top tier game. Carrion is now in two games, so i got to give it a little bit more respect in the back of my head. It seems like an interesting Samus Metroid-style game. Uh-huh. Um, and then there, there is Fall Guys as well. Fall Guys, obviously. I think Fall Guys might win, but I personally am voting Hades still because I'm just going to support Hades. Yeah. Um, so I'm supporting. I'm voting for Hades, I think, on what I said before. Just a really, really good game. Story's very, very good. Like really well-built game, yeah. Yeah, very well-built game. And honestly, like, there's an, it's in a lot of other categories for a reason. Like, the some of the music and stuff I'll talk about later. Very mm-hmm. good. I think this is one of the only one of the only categories that Spelunky 2 was up for. I'm pretty sure I've heard that Spelunky 2 was very good. But um, I'm also... It's a toss-up for me between Fall Guys and Hades. Because... I don't know what it is about certain categories. I feel like they have certain connotations behind them, which make me think that ones are more prone to win over the others. And this is like best indie game as in the entire game. So I feel like I, I, I think I'm going to go Hades just because I feel like it's probably overall a better, well-rounded video game than Fall Guys is, even though Fall Guys yeah. might be you know, more popular might be the, might be in the spotlight more right now or was at least, but I feel like this category, it's more kind of looking at the game as a whole. So for that reason, I'm going to go Hades just based on what you've said. Incredibly valid. I like it. So this is something that's kind of, it goes back to best community support somewhat. This is best ongoing awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. For this one, we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. And we kind of, you kind of already touched on a lot of what some of these games have done. You said that Destiny 2 has always been pretty solid. Apex Legends is always good. Uh, obviously, Fortnite has their different, different, they have their seasons and whatever. No Man's Sky, you said that they had, like, apparently a huge <laughs> fix that added oh, a bunch yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah, but they but they flopped hard. Yeah. And can you can you forgive the man that messed up a belly flop that bad? No, you laugh at him. Yeah. You laugh, him <laughs> you out laugh at him. <laughs> you get him out of here. Um, yeah, I would definitely, uh, personally, I think, actually, I kind of want to put it up to Call of Duty on this one. I think just because, I think it's, like, almost, it's hard to... First off, I think my one comment I want to make on Best Ongoing is that I feel like all the other categories now should only be for new games that came out, considering that there's an ongoing category, so I kind of don't like how they're in other yeah. ones, too. Yeah, that's um, a good point. <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's like kind of dumb that they have a Best Ongoing category, and all the other ones apparently aren't ongoing. Well, you know what I mean? Like the, They came up... Best Ongoing is a relatively new category. It only came out, I think... It is, yeah, that's true. I think it only came out two years ago, 
in response to Fortnite winning game of the year in a year when it wasn't yeah <laughs> when yeah, it I didn't release. Right. I so I think it's like one of the things that's hard to compare this to is that like I think as a game as a whole that it's been running, I think Call of Duty it was probably winning, but also because it's one of the newer games out of this list, so it's kind of hard to say like Call of Duty I think has only six seasons now where like apex is on it's like 10th and fortnite's on it's like 25th so like you know like there's been good seasons and bad seasons of apex and fortnite or like call of duty i think has been pretty consistent overall um i think there's one really really busted season with a certain uh, i think sniper shotgun combo or something like that but they patched that relatively quickly um and so i kind of want to i kind of want to chalk it up to call of duty but at the same time you could always also just say like fortnite's been the oldest running game out of all these yeah. and it's still very very big it's still so like coming to out say with best stuff going it, yeah i mean it dude it literally threw all of marvel it literally yeah that's crazy that's nuts guns. it's literally disgusting i hate it but <laughs> you, you play as blade a blade with kylo ren with batman like are you kidding yeah, I, me like i i hate it but you know, props to them, I guess, for getting to do that. Because I'm sure people are eating it. it up. You know, uh, yeah, so that I, <clears throat> basically because of that, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go Fortnite. That's my prediction. Just because right, I feel enough. like people do not stop eating up that game. I don't know any we, of these games. We can skip this, but we'll we'll mention it. It's games for impact. We just don't really know much about these games. It's if found Kentucky Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. Spiritfarer, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. The only one I've heard of is Spiritfarer, and it's a cool concept. I think it has something to do with, like, I don't know, <laughs> transporting yeah, I, uh, spirits to the overworld or something like that. I don't know. But I do, yeah, I love, uh, I really love this category, and I wish I had an opinion on this, but I just don't know these games that well. Yeah, I, um, I, I think a lot of these games are like very very almost purely story driven like a lot of times it's kind of like sure. almost like an interactive movie almost if i remember correctly well, like i believe that's what tell me why is i'm pretty sure okay well yeah i think um, that the reason i love this category because i think i correct me if i'm wrong i think celeste might have been up for this and might have even won it and it's like one of those oh maybe it's like one of those things where like i love when video games have an actual message more than a message something that's meant to you know, make a difference in someone's life. I think that's really yeah, sick. That's awesome. I I think so. I think so as well. Because like you know, it, games are a really good outlet to to like it's just a good Everything, outlet in general yeah. to, to to express yourself. You know what I mean? To like when you feel lost, when you feel when you feel down, when you're mad, like you know you can you can play a game, and especially certain games. Like I, you know, we had to have our own childhood impactful games that you would like that have like like 100% molded me as a person like there oh, yeah. are definitely like you know like morals that like i and lessons that i've learned through the the flaws and the the tragedies of the characters that i've played and like the stories i've like watched you know and it, it's cool that people have now made games to to do that like i think it's kind of cool you can really yeah give a more meaningful impact when you have that intention which i think is really really cool yeah it's just awesome seeing that this is you know gaming has taken on such an art form that it's you can do this kind of stuff now yeah big props to games in general for that all right 
Okay, so we have uh, the best performance for the Academy Award, I mean for the Game Awards, <laughs> um, awarded to an individual for voice acting, motion, and overall performance capture um, in the game. So uh, for this, we're going to have Ashley Johnson as Ellie from The Last of Us Part 2. We have Laura Bailey as Abby from The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, we have Daisuke uh, Suji as Jin Sakai, or Saiki, um, in Ghost of Tsushima. We have Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades, and we have uh, Najee Jeter as Miles Morales. Um, and so I, I mean, so personally, I've only played Hades, and I really, I actually, dude, Hades is awesome. His voice, the guy's voice yeah. is, like, really good. And, like, so obviously, that's the only thing I could talk about, but the cool thing with, like, like, so the premise of the game is you're the prince of you're the son of Hades, you're Prince Zagreus, and your goal, you were trying to um, escape the underworld to leave Hades and join the other Olympians. That's the premise of the game. And so your dad, uh, good old, dear old dad, he kind of is, you know, he's just running the underworld, and he almost just doesn't care. He's like, he's like, you fool. And like, he has this amazingly like deep, like, uh, like, godly voice like yeah. the presence and power he has and he just kind of like and he just like he's this like really good like he's this disrespectful dad where he's just like you know like my kind of my vagabond son like oh my god you lazy kid like why don't you just give up these childish games and join me in running the underworld and you're just like and you want to escape and so he has all these really good lines and like whenever you die and you rejoin you kind of have to walk past his like desk, his like administration desk, and you can talk to him. And he kind of will just like almost like make fun of you, or almost like just like kind of like it's just like really good. Like if Hades was your dad, like it's this cool kind of like yeah. overbearing father that you like want to defeat. And it's just it, they did a really good, a cool job of it. So that's your that's your prediction. Uh yeah, I don't think it's going to win personally because I think definitely in this it's the only real animated not taken from like there's it's only voice acting. There's no motion and performance. So like personally, it's probably going to be one, I think it's going to be Last of Us, one of the Last of Us characters because that story is like very oh supposedly yeah. very very impactful. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a big fan of Last of Us Part Two, so I I don't want to vote for them. So your so your vote is Logan Cunningham. Logan Cunningham, right. my boy, my boy. I think. I'm stuck between Najee Jeter and Ashley Johnson because I I def I know I heard a lot of stuff about Ellie in Last of Us Part Two and I know that I feel like Last of Us Part Two it was nominated for multiple things multiple categories and I feel like it's not going to win a lot of them because it had a pretty abysmal uh, user score. Uh, it seems like that's one of those ones where it's highly critically acclaimed, but the actual consumer is like completely split not on a fan. it yeah not a fan um, but i feel like that i feel like performance that i feel like that's not really something that you can like if you didn't enjoy the game i feel like most people that i've heard that didn't like it it like it wasn't for the performance or anything like that yeah yeah you're right I, it's like it, it's hard to it's not fair to the actress yeah, you can't really that. challenge the integrity of a of a performance because you didn't like the game i agree i you, you are right and like i actually that's a very very fair point very valid well uh so i think yeah i think i'm gonna go ashley johnson as ellie okay respectable respectable so uh, going into it next, we have the best audio design. Uh, actually, no, sorry. The, uh, you go. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> so going next, we're going to have best audio design. <laughs> Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. 
We have Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil. Why am I having such trouble reading this? Is that two or three? A three. Okay, Resident Evil 3 and Last of Us Part 2. So what do you think of Boomer Eyes? Um, I'm thinking Last of Us Part 2 or... <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm... My... I'm leaning towards Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, or Doom Eternal. I feel like those types of games are ones I, yeah. that are very prone to have really good audio design. Like, high action ones and or, like, Last of Us Part 2 has got some suspense stuff in it. Yeah, the, I, I I think so. I think you're right on that. I mean, I know I know Doom's just got some really, like, I know Doom's kind of got, like, iconic audio things. Yeah. Like, I think in this one there's, like, a lot of heavy metal, which is awesome. Like, just, like, guitar riffs and, like, you're slaying demons, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I know, like, I mean, for me, like, best audio design, like, I, I've heard Ghost of Tsushima actually is, like, really like everything they did was so realistic like when you like walk through tall grass you can like hear the wind rustling yeah. different well like, that's why like, yeah like rustling from every from the type of game ghost of tsushima is it seems like something where they would pay a lot of attention to those details yeah i agree i that's i personally think i'm going to vote ghost of tsushima for that i think i know that i know i heard a lot of really good mm-hmm. things about what they did with, with with just like how almost everything about the game so i'll go i, I kind of want to put it to that i'm gonna go with you on that i'm also gonna do ghost of tsushima nice high five all right uh next uh sticking with the audio we have best score and music for outstanding music inclusive of score original song and slash or licensed soundtrack um and this we have doom eternal we have final fantasy 7 remake we have hades we have ori and the will of the wisps and we have the last of us part two uh now this is hard because i personally are i know ori has really a really good soundtrack yeah if I remember i've heard that as from well. what i've heard um hades hades has a really good soundtrack as well one of the cool things is there's a there's this really uh two of the characters that you kind of like talk to throughout the game are these two greek tragedy characters eurydice and um uh oh god eurydice and somebody else i can't remember his name right now i'm so sorry person but um it's this cool like it, one of them's a court bard and he's like lost his song and his like muse and his muse is this other person that's also passed away in the underworld and you meet her later on and she has this beautiful song so what's cool is when you meet her for the first time you're like it's just like pause in the action there's like no monsters to fight and there's just this beautiful woman singing the song and the way that they like put it in headphones especially it's like really enchanting and it's like really really nice and it's like uh, apparently a lot of people really appreciated it like that specific iconic song mm-hmm. um which is something i wanted to like add for hades but i'm actually voting for final fantasy 7 remake I am too. because they they did an insane job at doing this nostalgic mix of all of the old final fantasy 7 yeah. songs but putting these cool twists of these different genres of music like doing like the victory theme i think in like a salsa tango music and it's so good and like half of the Half of like the fun collectible part of the game is you go to these different little areas and you'll hear a song playing on the radio or on the jukebox and then you can buy the song for like a little bit of gill and then have it 
and you can listen to whatever you want. It was a really cool, like a really cool throwback, and all of the music was like expertly redone. Yeah, and like it gave you such a good vibe and feel, but they like made it so much more powerful. Like, oh, they did they did an incredible job. And Japan is known for how good their music is. Oh, yeah, Final Fantasy is obviously one of the one of the cornerstones of that. So, yeah, like, Final I Fantasy VII is one of those classic soundtracks that everyone just it, you know. I know some of it, and I haven't played Final yeah. Fantasy VII. And that's that's exactly. just one of those ones where it's so iconic. Having a remake of this caliber and of this quality, I feel like there's, you know, they were bound to do a great job redoing some of these iconic songs. And, you know, for that I reason, agree. for for the clout that it has behind it and the nostalgic factor, I'm going to go Final Fantasy VII Remake. Awesome. Alrighty. Alright. This is a cool one. Best Art Direction for Outstanding Creative and or Technical Achievement in Artistic Design and Animation. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. Now, I don't think it's The Last of Us Part Two. I don't think so. I, Hades has cool concept art. I haven't seen what the actual game... Well, no, I think I have, but is there anything about it that makes it stand it's out like, it's like a it's kind of like i mean it's a weird mix of like it's a little bit more like when you really look at some of the images there's a lot of like shading and detail work to like some of the stuff which is okay cool. yeah it's kind of like a weird like adult thicker black line hercules like you know what i mean obviously yeah. with like the Greek okay. gods but like that's the style that yeah, it is I feel you. so like which which is which i actually think is really good personally is it like graphic I novel actually, hercules <laughs> kind of yeah honestly yeah. yeah that's actually it's like perfect it's like yeah graphic novel hercules um but i would say i think it's either gonna be i I honestly want to vote ori in the will of the wisps i feel like probably popularity wise it won't win it but like i almost always like i mean i just like the ethereal color scheme i knew from the first ori game that um like that was one of the things that like was it was like this like it was literally like you were playing on this like watercolor painted beautiful image i think which i don't really i don't cool. even think it's a matter of popularity thing i feel like this is just like it, it'll stand up on its own merit i think i'm going orion will of the wisps just because it's so yeah i think it's too. undeniably stunning like the color scheme is yeah. vibrant but it's mixed together incredibly like the whole game looks like a beautiful art piece the animation is fantastic yeah, exactly. they do this like crazy thing with the animation where it's like it's like this strange mix between like typical 2D animation and almost like realism or something. And then they do fantastic lighting effects and stuff. And it's just, I, it's a fantastic game to look at. So I'm going Ori. Yeah. A, a total agreement. All right. All right. So we have the best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Uh, we have 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. So we're kind of getting into one where it's like all the same things, except for 13 Sentinels Ages Rim, which I'm also just going to instantly sweep away. Yeah, because I don't, same, I, I don't even that know was, what that is. That's, I, think, I, think, I think George uh, Kamitani definitely just paid to get onto this award. <laughs> sorry, George. Um, sorry, George. Uh, uh, personally, so again, kind of my, my gripe with Final Fantasy right now is that, like, it's hard to say because the story is not done. But I, and so, like, and also the story, what the big thing they did in the narrative of Final Fantasy VII Remake 
it, it's it kind of has some of the community pretty torn. Like some people don't really? like what it is. It, it's like I I think what I've I think kind of what it is. It's kind of mostly just like really hardcore stubborn fans like just want it to be an exact HD clone update. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I <coughs> actually really like what they did because they're doing a good they're doing a good job of it so far. I should say yeah. as long as it continues to be a good job of it and they do a good job at like flushing the universe out and making it this like whole world and really big story because I don't know what's going to happen now. You know I'm I'm still I'm still pretty hooked. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I Final Fantasy VII Remake is in such a peculiar position because it's like, if it was just a complete HD, faithful, one-to-one remake of Final Fantasy VII, I feel like it still probably could have been put up for this category, but it's in such a peculiar position that it chose to change what it did and take things in a different direction that I feel like it's almost self-aware of the fact that of of what the expectations of the player was going to be because i feel like they assume i i feel like part of it is that they kind of assumed that the player would already know how final fantasy 7 the original kind of plays out yeah or at least have some idea yeah. of of what final fantasy 7 is yep um so i think that that's i think that's pretty unique that they they, so. they took like fair. that classic story and kind of played with the player's expectations but also I'm kind of torn between that and Last of Us Part 2 cuz I know that's definitely a, a pretty character heavy and character driven story type game right that is very true and that was also like a very highly acclaimed story yeah. you know when first Last of Us came out and so you know again like I guess I I think that one is going a little bit towards how the users felt about the game, though. So, you know, with the narrative, I believe there's a lot. I believe there's a couple things that people are really upset about. I actually don't know super duper specifics, but I know there's a couple twists to the story in the game that people were kind of like, are you kidding me, too? So, I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, So, personally, I'm definitely going with Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Final Fantasy. You don't think it's going to suffer for just being a partial story? Nah, I think uh, fandom is just going to carry it through. I think because when you really say best narrative, like when you just slap the Ferrari logo that is Final Fantasy VII on a good <laughs> on like a narrative story for a video game, true. I'm sorry. I think it's I think it's going to carry. I uh, hmm. but I, but, you know but what? Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim though. <laughs> you know, I'm really struggling with that one. I, th- I it's hard to hard to put. I it think down. for the sake of having a different opinion, I think I'm going to go Last of Us. I think I think that's uh you know the public vote does factor in but I feel like I don't know I feel like that's something that critics will be able to kind of agree on for the most part whereas I feel like the fact that Final Fantasy 7 remake is a remake in and of itself I feel like that kind of puts it a little bit at some sort of disadvantage somewhat so I for that I'm going to go Last of Us Part 2 that's okay. I like it. I like I like the thought process. At the, definitely, it's a it's a good 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 evidence. This one we're we're starting to get into the uh, the big ones. Yes, you definitely starting to get into the major categories. So, so here we have best game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. We have Final Fantasy VII remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades. Half-Life Alex and The Last of Us Part 2. What do you think? 
So, uh, I, again, it's, it's hard not playing all the games. You know, game direction, uh, I, I kind of want to throw it up to, to Hades. Um, Interesting. Because I actually know, honestly, uh, I think that that's just, I think it's just current Ryan bias. Well, so I, actually, game now, direction. I, I'm actually Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy okay. VII. Final Fantasy VII. That, I think that might be where I'm leaning to. Um, but it's, I feel like game direction is such a, I don't know, it's kind of hard because it's very all encompassing, you know? Obviously it has to do with the, the actual direction of the game, but there's so many different elements that come into play with that. Like, it's kind of just how the entire game is presented, pretty much. And I feel like Ghost of Tsushima probably has some really powerful stuff there, but I'm I'm kind of torn between that and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, I, I, could, I, I kind of agree with you. I think overall, those are probably the two closest ones. I mean, maybe, again, like, maybe Last of Us Part Two could be kind of like a dark horse in the, the context yeah. of this. You know, I... I personally, you know, again, I guess knowing what they're doing, I like the creative change to Final Fantasy VII Remake mm-hmm. because they, for what they changed, you know, like it's a creative way to, you know, to take a story that you people know or they're expecting to know yeah. and changing it in a very good, complete way is, is, is very creative, is creative to be fair. And, you know, like, if it again, like I'm going to keep saying it, but it almost stinks because we're kind of on this weird cliffhanger. You know, it's like hard, like if it totally flops, everything I'm saying is garbage. But, you know, if it's as good as it, what it seems to be, like it really is a really good game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to go Final Fantasy VII R as well i feel yeah, like that's so. just, I'm going for it just, just the nature of it being such a successful remake as well but doing so many things differently and just adding stuff i don't know i feel like it's just it kind of puts it at a different level partially because it already has the fantastic basis of final fantasy 7 to work off of but that also kind of provides them with kind of level footing so that they can take off with a really cool vision yeah definitely i, I see what you're, as, I, oppo- a, as I opposed to trying to build something from the ground up yeah moving along and uh, this actually will be this is the final category here we go we're here the big one we are here this is for the game of the year we're recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields so everything we talked about all wrapped into one uh, you want to read them off, Corey? Sure. We have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. And Fortnite is the winner. Congratulations, <laughs> Fortnite. Once again. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> um, so, oh, man, this is so... With everything we've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, over this this little journey that we've gone on about these games, I, I personally, I think, I don't, you know, again, it, it might, the, everything hinges on how good Final Fantasy VII Remake could be as a whole, yeah. and that's what's so hard to do right now. I personally want to put it, I want to give it to Ghost of Tsushima. I think those people worked so hard on something that it almost like it's a it's a genre of a type of you know era in the in history but it also there isn't a huge huge game that 
I like that, you know, that is like an icon to that genre yet. Like there's a lot of samurai games, but like to me, this could be one of those games that like the next time they make a samurai game, they'll be like, is it like Ghost of Tsushima? It, you know, was mm-hmm. it, was it as good for it? And I think as a game as a whole, I think it's a really, really important thing to me where they did, they just did such a strong job of making like a beautiful game. You know, the, the, the con, the combat was difficult. The story was, compelling and you got into it but it was overall like a beautiful it was just a good experience you know again it delivers the best experience to me like final fantasy 7 there's in the end for the experience a lot of it the game is all about the story like when yeah. you, the fighting is cool but the stuff in between the fighting and getting to the bits of the story it's the same thing it's you run to it you run to an npc you talk you mash through some little dialogue cloud says something either emo or witty or emo witty um, and then you, you know, get to the next part and you fight some enemies along the way. And then it gets to these really, really good movie cutscenes, which is why you're playing the game to, you know, appreciate the story. But in terms of playing it, it's like, sometimes I think I'm just trying to get to points so I can see the next cutscene. And those, those parts can feel off to me. And I think, I think from what I've seen of Ghost of Tsushima, and it's hard to say without playing it as much, but from what I've seen and how it is i think there's a lot less of that i think it's very you're into it the entire time okay so you're going ghost of tsushima ghost of tsushima all right i like that i like your logic behind that it does really seem like a very well-rounded just gaming experience in general um i'm uh come on i gotta do it i gotta do it i'm going animal crossing new horizons all right, it's been a great it's been a great podcast, guys. I'm, I'm just gonna part ways. <laughs> you know <now>. what? <laughs> I I I don't. I it's up against some very stiff competition, and I would I don't think I would contend to say that Animal Crossing: New Horizons is a better game than some of these games up here. But I feel like Animal Crossing: New Horizons is the video game of 2020. Animal Crossing: New Horizons was an absolute smash hit. It's the best in the series by far. It's still irrelevant today. They're coming out with new updates every month with completely new like content and things that you're able to do in the game. I am still... I don't know if you remember when the game came out, but it seemed like my Twitter feed was entirely dedicated to just seeing... You were not to Just wrong. seeing what people were doing on their islands, what cool, neat little designs they come up, come up with, whether it was their clothes or whether it was how they arranged their bedroom or whether they, you know, friggin' designed their island to replicate a specific thing from another video game. Like, that's what I did. I completely took the time to carve mine out, and it's basically like a miniature version of the Kanto region. And I base, I like took the time to move all of my villagers' houses to where the gyms would be. And I designed That's like, awesome. oh I designed God. like little cities. And obviously it's not perfect because it's not one to one, but the fact that it, just having the ability to do the things you can do in that game, it just creates such a unique experience for the person playing the game because you can come to Animal Crossing New Horizons for so many different things. There are people that go on 
to do multiplayer stuff and to go play with their friends and go check out their friends islands there are people that go on to do almost like a minecraft creative sort of experience where they just kind of like try and build their island the best way they can there's people that just try and you know collect as many furniture options and get all the diy recipes and stuff like that i just feel like there's so much in this game to keep you coming back for more and this game friggin it do me a favor can you look up right now what the current sales numbers are for animal crossing new horizons because it sold like friggin hotcakes the game has sold over 26 million copies to date that's it is insane that's a ton and it met its lifetime sales prediction as early as may of 2020 that's actually crazy in two months it's lifetime sales prediction that's exactly it's huge it's it's like it's one of the best selling if not the best selling switch game already that is that is pretty and it's that's a that's that's a very valid i feel like the way just the reason that i feel like this game because as as we all know, everyone is struggling with COVID right now in some way or another. If people are stuck at home. Some people, it's affecting like their personal lives and shit like that. And this game hit at the exact right moment where people were just starting to where, you know, the, the first big peak was happening in the United States. Everyone was in ultra panic mode and everyone was starting to cope with the fact that they were going to be working from home or quarantining in their own house for an extended period of time and then this game came out and then fucking everyone bought it and it was like an instant way of like having so many like this one game in itself has so many different outlets for dealing with like what's happening in the world right now and i just feel like that's why in any other year i feel like this would not have performed as well I feel like it would not, maybe it wouldn't even be up for game of the year. But I feel like because of the circumstances, that's why I'm going with Animal Crossing New Horizons. That year, that's such a good point because it really, it did come out at the perfect time. It really was this kind of like, I I mean, to to add on to what you said, my Twitter, which is just only full of Smash Bros content, (laughs) literally all it had for like a good two months of it coming out was just straight Animal Crossing stuff. Yep. And I was, I don't even, I don't play the game. I jokingly make fun of it all the time to annoy my fiance. And it just, just to make fun of it. But I was so into it, like looking at stuff and seeing, and I appreciate, I will totally appreciate and respect all of the design and the work and the creativity to make. Like, uh, Jess showed me, uh, somebody did the Persona 5 main theme song on the instruments yeah. in Animal Crossing. And she was like, you don't understand. When you just press the button once, it does a random note. So, like, to to get everything to sync up in the right way to find all those notes to do that, like, that takes some effort. Oh, yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? To, definitely. Like, to theme all that out and everything like that. Like, that's crazy. And I, So I, I definitely respect it. I think, for me, like, I, I put a, a huge stock into, like, how much effort it takes from the game development as well not that animal crossing isn't but i feel like a lot of its stuff is like built on like a pretty like a 
like a base level of Animal Crossing things. So like you know again that's just like yeah. why I'm going well, that's, for Ghost of Tsushima. That's part of the reason why I feel like this is far and away the best in the series cuz there's so much there's just so much stuff you can do in this that's not even that just isn't in other Animal Crossing games. It's just like I feel like it's a totally different experience cuz I've always been an Animal Crossing fan. I've I've played every Animal Crossing game and I've played each one for a long time. And this one, I've easily put in the most time. The Animal Crossing New Horizons is my second most played Switch game behind Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Wow. More than Smash That's Bros. That's impressive. I, more That's than impressive. Smash. And I, I played a lot of Smash. I definitely didn't play nearly as much as you, but, but I definitely played <laughs> a lot of Smash. Yeah, no, I would definitely yeah. say so. But yeah, I mean, this just, but you're right. That just goes to show, like, I don't even know how many, how many, dozens or hundreds of hours that jess has yeah. to, to animal crossing she's played a lot as well you know it's it's very it definitely it's grabbed a lot of attention and it's held attention you know it's obviously a very fun game mm. to play so you know i i and good luck to any of these games like obviously all of these games are very good yeah you know it i really i think any of them make sense to you know they have their own rights to to claim game of yep. the year um but we're just gonna have to wait and see i think it'll be interesting to see how our predictions pan out yeah um, once we get to the very end. So. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us, guys. I think it's time to wrap it up now. Well, uh, if you guys have I any, we're so. going to, once the game awards come around, we're going to tally this up and we're going to see who lost. And if you guys have any suggestions for what the loser has to do, feel free to let us know. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, any uh, crazy little things that we could probably do, you know, I guess through the medium of sharing with a podcast, I guess we always should just post a little clip somewhere as well of whatever it is. So that'll definitely be yep. good. Um, I, uh, yeah, I really, uh, we could maybe just do some, I don't even know, we could do like maybe like a hot sauce thing. That's true. That's true. We, yeah. could, we could do I that. Have some, I have some hot, hot We sauces. could do that hot ones gauntlet. Oh God, a gauntlet! Unless I just think it's like a, I could drop something yeah. and just like and then I and I die and ha ha. Because listen, all I'm saying also, if I lose by one point because of Microsoft Flight Simulator, I'm going to be really <laughs> upset. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't as good of a simulator was, as you thought. I will lose my goddamn mind if I lose by one point because of Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> we have we we pray we stayed pretty much the same on a lot of them, but there are a few key ones where we kind of went different where we verged yeah. yeah all right well everyone thanks for listening uh ryan where can they find you at you can find me uh, across almost every social media uh, at shadowhawk ssb uh shadowhawk with an e at the end ssb for super smash bros you know follow me on twitter instagram twitch uh youtube you know hopefully once i you know once i have my house fully lived in and i'm living in it i'm gonna have a nice room to, i'm gonna be streaming like the dickens i'm super excited to start grinding again i know i've been saying that for so long but now that i have the house like i i keep feeling like that's just the end to my thing is that i'm gonna stream soon but i'll actually have a room to do it and so i really i swear i'm gonna stream soon um as you know but otherwise feel free to uh, see me on twitter you know that's a lot of times where i'm usually am for social media art is am yeah hell yeah and you can find me at Corey Richmond on Twitter, at Corey Richmond Six on Instagram, and you can follow us at Player Power Pod on Twitter. Uh, feel free to, you know, tweet at us, give us a like on whatever you're listening to this on, give us a heart, a favorite, some sort of positive affirmation, whatever. 
If you have any questions or any suggestions or any criticisms or anything at all, really, feel free to reach out to us. We always yeah, love feedback. Yeah, We like it. We like the communication, you know, and tell us what you're, you know, what you think your nominations were, you know, maybe you totally think that that 13 Ages <laughs> game is the best narrative ever, and I will tell you that you're wrong, because you're the only person that yes. played it, probably your dad made it, but, um, <laughs> you know, but but, it, but it's okay, I'd love to hear it, you know, I want to know that, that you're listening, and so, you know, let us know what you guys think, you know, maybe it is Animal Crossing New Horizons that wins, like Corey says, or, you know, maybe the actual truth comes out and Ghost of Tsushima wins, like, I think so, you know, we, who knows, but feel free to let us know what you think absolutely all right guys thanks for listening and have a good night have a great night guys it's been a doozy